Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, helping you to grow a successful show. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com and I'm joined by Matthew, as always. Are you getting on, Matthew? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I'm, I'm well, fine and well. Um, <laughs> we'll see if we're joined also by my daughter, which becomes a, <laughs> it's become an ongoing oh, thing. I don't think we will be. Um, I feel bad. <laughs> She's such a friendly, uh, happy wee thing, but any time I... Anytime I hit record on anything now, it just it's, seems to send some sort of subliminal message to her. She's maybe like, Dad, you're really bad at that and you need to stop doing it. Go and get a real job. Go and go, and go and cut the grass that, or something. Remember that article you wrote uh, a while back? Worth checking this out if you're listening. Uh, Matthew wrote an article which was super, was it superpowers of podcasters or or what can, t- what, what can tell you you're a podcaster? Uh, and one of them was your ability to turn on a lawnmower, a lawnmower with the power of your microphone. As soon as you turn on the mic, a lawnmower outside will switch itself on. Yeah, happens to the time. best of us. Now you've got it turning on baby crying. <laughs> yeah. And in 2020, people would be like, oh, that's nice and cute. And I bet now they're like, that That needs to no, stop now. That's, so. that's finished. <laughs> so are you ready to get on with the stats again then? So this is part two of our uh, What Do Podcasters Care About Stats episode. Yeah, surely I'm. Surely I'm Good. glad to dive in. Yeah, we finished up. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode out there, uh, we finished up last time on, what was it? The, the riveting, the riveting subjects of the podcast 2.0 namespace and, uh, the subject of policing content and censorship. Well, that's, that's right. a hot topic. So, uh, yeah, if you want to know if podcasters care about either of those, then go back and listen to the previous episode or nip over and watch, uh, watch the article, read it even, uh, over at Matthew. Take it away, short link, is there one? Thepodcasthost.com forward slash cares. Cares, nice, nice work. You were prepared there. As in the care bears, remember them? (laughs) Cool, and before we jump into it, I'll just say this episode is, of course, sponsored by, supported by our uh, paid product, which is Alitu. Alitu is our podcast maker app, which helps you make your podcast in the most easy way possible. Recording, editing, production, audio cleanup, and publishing your podcast um, it's all in there. Uh, if you want to make your podcast in the quickest, easiest way possible, go over to alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com, and you can get a seven-day free trial to give it a shot. All right, let's jump into it. So first one in the second part of this, Matthew, is our NFTs welcome in podcasting. What do you think? Yeah, n- nifters, as I call them. <laughs> so um, back, at the, back at the turn of the year when you introduced me to this concept and you kind of explained it to me my first thought was that just sounds really stupid like <laughs> um and i'm not a uh, completely uh, change that deviated that from opinion. that <laughs> i i think so the, the, let me be straight the concept of like owning a cartoon monkey and that that to me is just weird and frivolous um that said mm-hmm. i do collect like games workshop miniatures so mm-hmm. you know i'm prepared to also put myself out there as somebody <laughs> who collects weird things but um, where I where I think this did um, seem really interesting to me was the generative aspect of it, mm-hmm. um, which obviously doesn't have to have anything to do with NFTs. But yeah, you know, yeah. when we when we started to talk about this, that idea of creating like generative podcasts where you would have maybe a drama, an audio drama where there's all bits of different dialogue, and you could like basically make what thousands of different episodes out of the same. Yeah. 
script. Yeah, all different that, combinations. That, yeah. that to me was really interesting and quite exciting. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we, we, we sort of worked away on a little project of our own um, a few mm-hmm. months ago, didn't we? So Yeah, we did. Um, yep. Indeed. But without without realizing how controversial a topic this was, you know, Indeed. we obviously we yeah. got a fair bit of feedback, if you could call it that, and um, yeah, that that prompted us to put this question into the survey, didn't it? Just yeah. to get a sort of lay of the land at this yeah. stage. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Yeah, just to see what people think about it. And yeah, we didn't explain it actually. NFT stands for non fungible tokens. The very quick explanation is it works on the same principles as cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin and Ethereum and stuff like that. Uh, it basically means that you can create a digital asset on the internet that's then minted, they call it, on the blockchain. The blockchain being the kind of the software behind cryptocurrency, the thing that makes a Bitcoin unique so that you can own a Bitcoin and nobody else can own that same Bitcoin. You can do that for art, essentially. So you can create a bit of art, uh, whether that's a picture, a video or an audio clip. And you can then mint that piece of art on the blockchain so that it makes it unique and it makes it ownable. And that's what makes it so that, yeah, exactly, Matthew, as Matthew said, the ridiculous concept of paying like hundreds of thousands of dollars for a a, a cartoon of a monkey. <laughs> it was essentially um, just, you know, something became fashionable. They became fashionable. Um, and because they were unique, because they were collectible, people paid a lot of money for them, essentially. So, um, yeah, you can go over and check out our, our article there. If you go to, there's no short link for this one, I'm afraid, just go to thepodcasthost.com forward slash NFTs. Uh, I'll create that for you afterwards. So there is a short link. I'll just create it now. Um, and you can find that. And it's an explanation of how it all works if you're interested. But there's definitely a lot of downsides to it, um, as well as some upsides, mainly around being able to um, build community and offer kind of extra value to your audience and audience kind of buying into your brand and stuff like that. So it's it's interesting. We're keeping an eye on it, but definitely... I don't think it's quite there yet for a lot of podcasters. Anyway, let's get to the stat. This is a yeah, this is a kind of one with a bit of background. So, do you think NFTs can or should have a place in podcasting? What were the responses, Matthew? Yeah, so twenty percent said that they didn't know what NFTs were. Twenty five percent said yes. That's low, they I thought they could or should. <laughs> yep. Um, the people that didn't really care were twenty six percent, and the people who said no were twenty eight percent. So pretty much neck and neck were those top three, I would say. In fact, yeah, pretty, pretty close with all the answers, all to be honest. Yeah, totally. So it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, a, a quarter of people, one in four people saying yes, they want NFTs in. So, I mean, I think that was what we got from when we put our project out, wasn't it? Like, we, we realized we should have explained a lot more about our thinking behind it, why we, how we wanted to use it, the types of blockchains, as in there's a lot of environmental concerns with some of the blockchains out there. We were looking at a much more environmentally friendly one. So... This kind of reflects that um, very polarized view, I think, around NFTs. Quarter saying yes, quarter saying no, and the other half saying either they don't know what it is or they don't care. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I think it's something that could work well, but it's definitely not quite there yet um, at all, even. Not quite. It's not at all there yet. Okay. Our podcaster social next step. Stap, stat. I am not on form today, Matthew, with my words. Uh, how important do you think your use of social media is when it comes to growing your podcast? What we got here? Yeah, that was that sliding scale uh, answer. So like, you know, very much not important to very important. So we've just got a kind of step style graph here, like 0.7% saying 
not important at all. That was probably just me. <laughs> and uh, up to, to 47.1% saying that it was very important with them. 30.5% yeah. uh, with the second biggest answer there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously a lot of people do really value social media. Yeah. Um, despite, despite my... Uh, Despite my attempts in previous episodes <laughs> to, to persuade them otherwise, <laughs> uh, you know what? Do what works for you. If yeah. if you think social works for you, if if you know social works for you, keep doing yeah. it. Um, yeah. You know, my 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 gripes of I've never really been about the the promotion aspect. It's more just what happens when you're on these platforms. But I think there's yeah. there's ways to optimize it. Um, you know, if you want to post out about your your episodes you might have said this before but you might look at just setting a time to go on your computer and do that you might not want to have an app like instagram like twitter sorry or instagram on your phone so that you don't get sucked into the the timelines and start arguing with people and that so there are ways you could use it you could automate stuff as well so um definitely you know there's obviously a place for it in many people's promotion strategies and that's fine there's no question it can be a good way to grow your community to engage with your community to get feedback to to find out you know what people want to hear more of um to take questions that kind of stuff it's I think you're just right. You're right in that it needs to be a bit more, I feel like it needs to be a bit more strategic than most people use social, as in most people just sort of fire out some links to their latest episodes. Um, but it needs to be a bit more around, you know, that building community, offering a lot more value, but being a bit unique and standing out. But yeah, for sure. Shows here, the stat shows that podcasters do care about social. They want to put it out there on social media. I think it's important. So that's good. All right, next one. How do podcasters measure success? Now, this was a cool one, actually. I like this, Matthew. Um, There's lots of ways podcasters can measure success. Uh, So rate these in order of preference. Shall we just count up? Let's count up from the bottom one. So let me, um, shall I jump into it? And then you can kind of comment on a few of them as we go. Yeah. Uh, So so just for clarity, they were asked to, to put these in order. So it was yeah. one of the forms where uh, you're, you're putting the most important one at the top and so on. Yeah. So we had eight measures of success. Top on average was a spike in download numbers. So that's how people measure success is a spike in their download numbers. What do you think of that? It's the hardest metric you could get, isn't it? <laughs> Here are the people listening. There are the yeah. numbers. There you go. Yeah. What more? Yeah. What more can yep. you say? Yep. No, there is something to that. There is something to that. I don't know. I still think like download numbers, they're not a brilliant measure though, because then you compare your um, wooden boats podcast numbers to the, you know, video games podcast numbers. And there's obviously a much bigger uh, audience in the video games one, like the bigger market is always going to have bigger download numbers. The the market with uh, less competition is always going to have bigger download numbers. There's so many other factors to it there's even just the engagement side of things like some shows you know some of the big popular shows like um like tim ferris and rogan and all them like they're some of them have very engaged sets of users but they have millions of listeners um but a massive amount of those listeners are not engaged they just jumped on because it was a famous name and they don't actually listen to the show and just to qualify, I'm not saying that I wouldn't like to have as many listeners as Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan, but just on the smaller scale, you have shows which have quite a lot of download numbers, which don't have half as much engagement as a show with like 10 times less download numbers. So it's, I think it's much more about engagement. Um, but anyway, it is a hard number. It is a good number to at least look at to see the trends. So, yeah. 
worth, worth, worth qualifying too as well. You only ever, like you're saying, Con, you only ever want to compare your download numbers with your own download numbers. So like a spike um, for you, yes, fair enough. Fair you know, a, sp- a spike might just mean, you know, it might not mean you'd keep many of the listeners, but you're looking at it and thinking, okay, I've, I've got the attention of these extra listeners. What can I do in my, my episode yeah. to maybe keep a few of them around? But yeah, never yeah. never obviously yeah. compare them to other podcasts because they could be in totally different markets. Yeah, totally. Cool. Okay, next ones. And uh, number two was, and then going right to this, actually, the engagement side of things. Number two was an email from a listener and very similar was a positive rating and review as well. They're both They're both good metrics to me. I like them. Yeah, like that, that is someone taking, you know, we laugh about ratings and reviews sometimes, I think purely because people had the misconception that they would get them into some sort of chart and stuff like that. But you know what, when you think about the fact that someone's taking a moment out of their day uh, to go and write that review for you, as long as it's a good one, or even if it's a bad one, you know, you've you've stirred something in them enough that they've taken some time out to to give you feedback. So like that's, that's, that's no mean feat, is it? Like especially somebody sitting down to write to you, write you a wee email. That's um, a big deal. It is a big deal. So, and it reflects on the next one as well. Good feedback. Number four, good feedback from a listener on social. Come back to the social. But again, somebody taking time out of their day. Then you've got ones that jump in more to the financial side. I wonder why these were lower. What do you think, Matthew? We've got number five, a new patron, patron, Patreon person or a financial backer. Number six was a product sale. Number seven was a customer lead. I wonder why. Why do you think the actual kind of financial gain was a bit lower down in the podcaster cares there? Could well be that just less people are doing that, less people are monetizing. Although yeah, when we go back to the start of this survey, you know, most people were interested in monetizing. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Just maybe not at that stage, potentially. Yeah. And maybe they just value the, the other things more, you know. Yeah. Even yeah. if you do value a product sale, maybe you think, well, getting more downloads will give me more opportunities to get more mm-hmm. of those. Therefore, mm-hmm. that is more important so that there'll be a whole yeah. nuance there. Totally, get you. Yeah, and it's it's the impact you're making as well, isn't it? Like an email from a listener saying what they... Well, this is presuming it's an, a positive email, isn't it? Um, a positive email saying that you've made an impact on their life, you've made a difference to them. I mean, that's that's amazing compared to... I mean, a sale's brilliant, but um, yeah, that's even better, like making that impact. The last one on the list, number eight, was the amount of likes an episode gets on social. So that was good. See, I told them all, the, all those folk in that last one were wrong. I was right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I've I've had that awkward conversation with podcasters before where they've, they've kind of asked us, you know, I, my uh, my Instagram post got 400 likes, but my my episode itself only got 20 downloads. Like, there, there must be something wrong with the download stats. And you're yeah. saying, no, it's, it's just not the same thing. You know, it's, <laughs> it's very easy to push a wee heart button. Yeah. Um, but listening Absolutely. to a podcast is a more long-form commitment. So Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, next section. So the next part is actually less about direct stats and more about looking at the kind of split between older podcasters and newer podcasters, isn't it, Matthew? We looked at that kind of area around five years or so. So what's that, 2017? So that seemed like the good split. We looked at a few different splits in terms of new podcasters versus old podcasters, and that was the one that kind of stood out as having the biggest differences on the stats. So uh, what did we see there, Matthew? Yeah, so 67.5% of the five years or more group agreed that a podcast isn't really a podcast if it doesn't have an RSS feed. So is that that more um, traditionalist aspect coming through in the folks yeah. that have been around longer? 
Yeah, for sure, isn't it? It's like the, the people that have been around longer, they were more indoctrinated. So before, like more than five years ago, you're more indoctrinated into the kind of traditional method because you had to care about the RSS feed. Like you're, <laughs> there's probably still some people like manually creating their RSS feed back in 2016, 2017. I mean, it was much easier at the time, but there's still a lot of the proportion, I would suggest, of people doing podcasting who are very technical was probably larger. So yeah, I think that's probably just a more traditional thing. What do you think? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. It's just it shows, I think, the way the landscape's changing, yeah. the way technology's improved to the point where most people, in fact, everyone just doesn't need to know about how it all works now because there's yeah. there's things that will just set up for you at the front end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't need to care at all. You're much more open to the idea that it's just, you know, Spotify, if they, if they release your podcast on Spotify and it doesn't have an RSS feed at all, you're like, I don't care. There's people listening. That's what it's all about. It's about listeners. The other part was about Apple Podcasts, wasn't it? That was the other. So, so that was just to be clear. That was one. The main split we saw, or the main difference we saw, with old podcasters versus new podcasters, was about was about RSS feeds, but also about opinions on Apple as well. What did we see there? Forty four point six percent of the five years or more group believed that Apple could and should be doing more to help podcasters. That's compared to thirty four point nine percent of the newer podcasters group so again i think we talked about this back when we, when we covered the apple answers yeah, that like although it is still the biggest directory out there and, and in the big two comfortably it was it was definitely like much more important back in the day you know especially when it was like ipod and syncing the ipod into your itunes desktop app and like apple was everything to most people so yeah, it sure. shows that like older podcasters um like ourselves you, you still see it as the holy grail don't you yeah you know, yeah i've um, got competition now totally i mean it, the, you could you could say that at some points in podcasting's history apple itunes went as it was then that was podcasting wasn't it it's <laughs> so like if you weren't on itunes it didn't exist and and a massive amount of people um actually listened through the iTunes app. Like they downloaded, I remember downloading audio files in the iTunes app on my desktop and then transferring it to an MP3 player. And that was like, there were other ways to listen, but that was like, that was the easiest. That was the most direct, the most simple, even though it wasn't simple in any way. So I think people grew up with that. And anyone that's been in podcasting longer than three, four, five years, certainly Apple's still a massive a massive uh, weight on podcasting. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't think, even though we've been around, I think we said, Matthew, we don't, we still don't think that it's Apple's responsibility the way it's an open ecosystem. It's a, it's a, it's for the creators. It's for, it's for anyone to really own. So I don't think Apple has that responsibility. Yeah. I know anything, anything any company does is, is a bonus, but yeah, it's your <laughs> podcast and you know, your yeah. RSS feed. So go and go and make your, make your own <laughs> success. Indeed. So the other area that we saw a split was more in the technical side as well. We saw that newer podcasters tend to pay less attention to both podcast loudness and to bit rates. Uh, so what did the numbers look like there, Matthew? 60.2% of podcasters of five years or more have a set and consistent loudness level for their show. That's compared to 31.4% of folks in the zero to five year group. Uh, 30% yeah. of newer podcasters don't worry about loudness levels at all compared to 16% of the five years or more group. And 43% uh, of newer podcasters have no idea what bit rates are, 
only 15.7% of the five-year or more group uh, thought the same. So we're, we're kind, yeah. what we're kind of seeing here is like people who've been doing it longer know more about how it all works in the back end, yeah, um, yeah. which isn't overly surprising. No. So. <laughs> indeed i mean there, there's a there's an argument there that it might just be experience like once you're in your first year podcast and you're still learning all that stuff and then two three years in maybe you start to get a handle on it but i think when you're splitting it five years in i think that shows actually that i mean even if you you know how to do it you care or, or you could you're capable of learning you just care less partly because so many more tools just do it for you. Like Alitu, we talked about Alitu, our tool. Alitu does it for you. It sets the loudness. It, it handles the bitrate stuff for you. You don't have to care. And so many other tools out there do the same thing. So you can concentrate on your message. You can concentrate on your voice and not worry about the technical side of things. You don't need to be an audio engineer. So I think that's part of it, certainly. Cool. Right. Okay. That's a lot, I think, isn't it? Yeah, that is a lot. So, um, yeah, you'll find the... In- the survey in its entirety, all the data at thepodcasthost.com forward slash cares and uh, got nice wee graphics in there and uh, some some tweet this buttons if you're on Twitter as well, you could uh, get involved on that, so Cool. All right, let's uh, let's mention what we're going to do next time around, because eh? I'm quite excited about this. Actually, we've not done it in a while. We're going to do a good old uh, listener Q and A set of episodes, aren't we, Matthew? That's right. Yeah, you can uh, you can submit questions to us, uh, voice questions. A few have come in already. So thepodcasthost.com forward slash answers is where you'll you'll find that, and it's a wee speak pipe uh, link. The good thing about doing the voice questions as well, well, it br- breaks up um, just hearing for you and I, Colin, yeah. um, and it also it gives the the question answer as well a wee bit of promotion because they get to mention yeah. their podcast and uh, where we could find it and stuff like that Indeed. so you don't know you, you might find a couple extra listeners you might steal some listeners for us uh, exactly. and, uh, yeah. and get some get some knowledge whilst you're at it so for that matter let's cut it out Matthew let's not put that yeah stuff let's in. stop doing it we'll do a full <laughs> series on nfts <laughs> no go for it please do we'd love to see some questions it'd be brilliant to answer some um some good stuff from yourselves so if you're out there listening you have a question about anything related to podcasting right from you know launching your show anything around how you get that show out there decisions around what it's going to be about length all that kind of stuff uh, stuff the format of your show right through to all the later stage stuff like growth and monetization and audio quality and all that we'd love to get some of your questions so send them on in what was that Matthew, thepodcasthost.com forward slash answers. Is that, that right? is correct, yes, yeah, slash answers. Thepodcasthost.com forward slash answers. Get your voice on there, mention your show, we'll get it out there. We've got a few thousand listeners these days to this, Matthew, don't we? So we'd uh, hopefully get people some good promo. Okay, cool, right. Just before we go, Matthew, I'll mention Alitu again. If you're looking for the easiest way to create your podcast, Alitu is our podcast maker app that does your call recording, soul recording, does all your audio cleanup, got a custom podcast editor in there to remove all your mistakes, and it can publish your podcast as well. Uh, so go over to alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com. You get a seven-day free trial. You can create a couple episodes in there, see if it works for you. We'd love to have you on there, see if we can save you some time making that podcast. And like all these newer podcasters not care about bit rates and loudness and all that kind of stuff Alitu handles all that for you all right thanks for joining me again Matthew good to have a chat you're welcome thank always you like, always like a good stat and thanks listener for joining us great to have you here and we'll see you on the next one hopefully for some great uh, listener questions we'll talk to you then mm-hmm.